Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock, here with my co-host, Brett Galt. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Looking forward to another week. I think this is probably the best week of games we've had thus far, so I'm ready to get going here shortly. Yeah, a lot of, well, you know, the great part is that we're, we're past the FCS teams for the most part, so we're going mono mono um, when the big boys play and duke it out. Yeah, we're, we're getting to conference play now. I mean, I guess part of conference play was last week, but we're really getting to the thick of the conference teams. Like you said, we're starting to have the good team face off the good team. So I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Well, without further ado, uh, one thing I want to do uh, for our listeners and also you, because I haven't shared this with you uh, before we actually hop in is me and Brett just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We enjoy giving you guys this content. We enjoy you coming back for more every week, and our show's actually continuing to grow. Um, almost 250 all-time downloads now. We're listened to in two different countries, the U.S. and Canada. We do have two subscribers in Canada. So, you know, if you're one of those two, uh, keep on listening, keep coming back. We're glad to have you. Um, lo- love all, all of our supporters. Um, something else that's pretty cool uh, we, we get a breakdown by, by state um, through our distribution platform of, you know, who's listening where. So uh, check out these states. So um, North Carolina is a little bit above half of our listening audience. We got about 9% in Georgia, 5% in New York, 2% in California, 2% in Connecticut. And then we got a little bit of Mississippi and some unknown places. Not sure what's considered as unknown, but we're definitely uh, growing on the East Coast, a little bit out West and a little bit above the border to our Canadian brothers. So what do you think about that, Brett? I think it's fantastic. I mean, we're just doing something that we love. So it's been, it's definitely been fun to be able to talk to you every single week, talking college football, doing something that I'm very passionate about, something about you're very passionate. So just knowing that people are listening to what we're talking about definitely is a great deal. And like Marcus said, like we definitely appreciate for sure. So hope you guys like the content and hope you guys continue to uh, listen to us every week. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, subscribe, leave us a review. Um, if you leave your name in the review, you never know. We may give you um, an extension to come do locks with us uh, one weekend along with the five-star review. Um, just leave a nice comment. Criticism, constructive criticism, what we can do better, you know, something that you think that we're lacking on or can improve on. And just tell us what you love. Uh, love getting the feedback. I love that people are listening because a lot of people don't really know that this whole theory kind of started out in newspaper class at Middle Creek High School, uh, just doing weekly picks with the whole class. Yeah. Shout out to Kushner. We'll have to have him on one day as well. But I mean, I know he's not a huge college football guy, but definitely one of my favorite teachers from Middle Creek. So, yeah, like you said, it all started in newspaper class where, I mean, we worked very diligently in that class. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was a time. Bit. Yeah, so let me give a little bit of background before we uh, go ahead and jump in and give you what you came for every week. So I was on the layout team and Brett was a writer, so I obviously had a little bit more downtime than most in that class. So <laughs> every Thursday or Wednesday, or maybe it was even Friday, someday later on in the week, I would draw up just a Microsoft like office doc of the games this week and you just wrote your name who you're going to pick and we kept tally in class of you know who was winning and no one got a prize or anything but it was really for bragging rights and 
always say, you know, one day maybe we can have our own like college show uh, where we do this officially and like just for fun. And what this has grown into, I'm I'm tickled pink. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely been a journey, but to be able to pull it off and have people actually listening to us is definitely definitely did not expect that. So, but yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the future as well. So great retention so uh speaking of retention let's talk about last week last week uh two positive weeks so i bounced back and brett you kept your win streak going uh we'll start off with me i was a leader in the clubhouse i was four and two on the week uh winning notre dame four to tennessee under 64 and a half bama first half hit and i think that actually closed at like 28 and a half but it wasn't even close like bama blew southern miss out of the water in the first half and then louisville laying a point and a half that also hit my two losses was missouri against boston college just battery there. You know, Missouri was lucky to take it in the overtime and they, they faltered. And then Michigan couldn't cover the 20 and a half against Rutgers. So that four and two week brings me to 18 and 11 on the season. It's probably why our listeners keep coming back because, you know, we keep giving winners. Got to keep listening. You got to beat the book. Um, let's move on to Brett. Brett positive on the week again. Uh, three and two. He won Arkansas plus four and a half. Uh, great, great game by Arkansas. Uh, really manhandling Texas A&M, uh, NC State plus 10. We will get into that shortly after this recap, getting it done against the Clemson Tigers on the field, didn't need the points. And then he was against me um, on the Michigan Rutgers. Brett was on the winning side. So those were his three wins. His two losses was Wisconsin against Notre Dame. They did not cover six and a half. They didn't even win the game. And then Michigan State uh, did not cover their five in their game. Uh, what are your thoughts from last week, Brett? So the the Michigan State game was a uh, close game. I almost I almost had that one, so that one hurt a little bit for sure. Um, the I thought I thought the Michigan game versus Rutgers. I thought that was going to get out of hand, but what Rutgers did was they loaded the box and made Michigan throw. And after their first drive, they really struggled to get the ball down the field. So. We'll talk about them later as well. Uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, my goodness. Wisconsin, have they, have they had a decent quarterback since Russell Wilson was there for a year? No. I mean, no. I mean, I thought Graham Mertz, after, after 2020, his first game against Illinois last year, everybody's raving about the guy. And so I thought for sure Wisconsin would definitely win that game. What we saw from Notre Dame early in the season has not been great, but – they have a huge quarterback problem there. And then, um, like you said, but I mean, let's talk about Clemson, uh, Clemson NC State. You were there. I, I was a viewer from home. I, I should have gone. I don't know why I didn't go. I, I really should have made the trip. Part of me was like, I don't know if I want to spend the money because I don't know if it's going to be worth it. But that's probably one of the better college football games you've seen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, best game I've ever seen in my life based uh, just the pure emotion of that game because being an NC State fan you kind of think back your head well you're not really expecting to win because NC State stuff happens but it's like dang man like if there's any year to be Clemson it's this year their offense looks enough their defense still look good but it's like can can Dave Dorn win the big one and I'll be damned if he didn't do it um Emeka Amezi in that game dude he's a top two round NFL draft pick I mean had 14 catches for over 160 yards I think he catches everything and a touchdown so I mean dude the pure emotion of that game state they whooped up on Clemson I mean from start to finish and they let them hang around that game just if you actually watch the whole game and didn't just look at the box score see the highlights on ESPN that game wasn't that close 
Buzz State still have has kicking woes against Clemson, which I was <laughs> the first two kind of understandably. Like one was 53 yards and the other one was deep 40s. Just didn't have the leg. But dude, the go ahead kick to win the game in regulation. You got to hit it. But, and, you know, in the back of everyone's mind, like I looked at my wife and like the people that were sitting next to us uh, in our season ticket pod. And we're just like, it's about to happen. You know, we've been, we've seen it before. It was literally deja vu. We've been well, before. You sent me a video because you thought everybody thought on your, from your angle that you guys had, you thought everybody thought you, that he made it. Yeah, everyone thought that he made it. And even so where my phone was and I was recording, I wasn't looking at my phone. And the girl in front of me, her arm went up and and it kind of like blocked out that part of the video. But everyone, like from our point of view, thought it was good, but it must have just been wide left heartbreaker. Like everyone, it didn't go in. It didn't go in. Yeah. And then you see like the captains going on there for the overtime, like coin flip and everything. Like, all right, well. And like we had our shot, like Dave did do it. It it was almost like deja vu, honestly. It from a few years ago when Kyle Van Bard missed the uh, missed the kick. Yeah, I mean it, it was pretty much deja vu. And honestly, like thank gosh, since he State won, because if if State didn't win, Christopher Dunn would have gone through some. I mean, he would have definitely got death threats and everything like that. So thankful that. I'm thankful that NC State won because that would have been terrible for him. But, yeah, I mean, the crowd looked electric. I mean, it's probably the best crowd I've seen there since I went to a game back in – I think it was was either 2016 or 2017. It was a Thursday night game when Lamar Jackson and Louisville came to town. Yep, I remember that game. We were there. Yeah, I was there for that game. And that, that was one of the most electric environments I've ever been in. So, I mean, just, just seeing the crowd, seeing the students stay for another half again, whereas usually they leave after the first half. But, um, yeah, definitely definitely incredible game. And Clemson, they, um, they have some offensive woes. I mean, they're, they have a lot to work on. I mean, they're lucky the ACC is pretty weak this year because if they were in a big-time conference with, like, the SEC or something like that, they would have a lot more losses on their column. So, they're lucky, so we'll see if they can uh, kind of figure it out, see if Dabo can get them going, but they look off on offense. Yeah, and part of that game, you know, Clemson wide receivers are running like eight-yard, ten-yard hitches. DJ sailing the ball over their head. Yeah. Like, there were several balls that just weren't in good places, and even the last com- the last incompletion of the game, you know, some Clemson fans behind us were like begging for a flag, but, I mean, they weren't on the same page. There's no way the refs could have called that then. Um, they definitely uh, have some have some offensive issues that they need to address. I mean, but I mean, the ACC is not getting into the college football playoff this year. No, no, no. The ACC is done. I think we can both agree on that. That, and this kind of opens up the door for NC State maybe now because you gain a little confidence. I mean, with the way the state that the ACC is in right now, I mean, you really could be favored in a lot of the games moving forward, maybe all of the games moving forward. So it definitely opens up the opportunity for maybe somebody else besides Clemson winning the ACC outright and then the ACC championship as well. For sure. It'd be, it'd be nice to have a lot of Wolfpack Nation down here in Charlotte for the ACC championship. But again, you know, they control their own destiny. They got to like go to Winston-Salem yeah. and beat Wake Forest. Like that's one yeah. team that state always has issues with. Yes. And that's a team that's playing well right now too. 
Mm -hmm. So what you don't do, Dave, in the wolf pack, what you going to do? All right, man. You ready to uh, go ahead yeah. and hop into this uh, big week? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, cool. And, you know, sorry for our listeners. We couldn't record this a little bit earlier. Um, I do have a log for tonight. Um, it's in the ACC game. It's uh, UVA versus Miami. We'll go ahead and get out of the way since it already started. So there, there's five minutes left in the first quarter. Um, I took Virginia when this opened up earlier in the week. It was a plus four. It looked like it closed at three and a half. So for the show picks, I'll go ahead and see what it closed at. Um, you know, if you can't get this in time, I apologize. Uh, we, we also have lives and, you know, we try to accommodate as best as possible. So UVA uh, catching three and a half at Miami. I think that UVA is a better team. I think this is going to come down to quarterback play, kind of how I saw the pitch in the C game earlier in the season uh, when Kenny Pickett just saw dueled the two quarterbacks that Tennessee used. Um, I'm guessing, let me look at the box for Derek King. Did he start tonight? No, it was Van Dyke. He actually started. Um, so shocker there. But yeah, so let's go Wahoos in recovering right now. They're getting it done on the field. So we'll go ahead and roll that out there. And then Brett. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean, definitely not a bad pick with as bad as Miami is right now. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start us off now. Um, we like to call ourselves kind of a little Razorbacks uh, podcast. So, of course, that's where I'm going to start off. So, Arkansas is traveling to Athens to face Georgia. And they are actually, for a top 10 team, for the number 18 in the nation, they are an 18-point underdog. I think it was even higher earlier this week. I think it got up to 18 and a half, maybe what I saw. But so I got it 18. So I think I think they're underestimating. I know Arkansas's quarterback is going to be able to play after the injury last week, suffered against Texas AM. So I've heard that he is going to be okay. And I'm going to take Arkansas to cover the 18. I think what we know about Georgia is they're their defense is top-notch. I mean, it's probably the best defense in the nation right now, but I still have questions and concerns about their downfield passing game with uh, D- JT Daniels at the helm. I mean, we saw what they did against Clemson. They didn't even score an offensive touchdown. If it wasn't for their defense, they would have won that game. So I think – I don't know if I'm going to take Arkansas to win outright, but I do think that they will cover in this game. So. I'm going to take Arkansas plus 18 and a half. I like it. You know who else likes it? What we smoking this weekend? Smoking no, we're going to barbecue. Stay smoking. The piping hot pick of the week from 910 Coastal BBQ is also Arkansas plus 18. Right. I think they're a little upset about getting their butt whooped by you whenever you guys disagree on picks uh, yeah, for their block of the week. So they're, they're, uh, they're joining you. Yeah, and that makes me a little worried now going forward, if we're being honest right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll never understand their all pick a little a couple weeks ago. But, hey, maybe they can get it back on track with me right here and uh, take uh, the Razorbacks here. Heck, yeah. So, the piping hot pick of the week is one and two this year. They started off one and oh, two-week skid. But, you know, with Brett – Brett's been pretty money, and I I think we can officially say that we're an Arkansas podcast. Uh, I like that. So, pigs on the smoker this week. Get your ribs. Smoke a a whole pig. Postal Barbecue is probably doing that down there. So, um, yeah. All right. Woo pig suey plus 18. No play for me in that game. Uh, Maybe the over. 
because I really like Georgia's offense. And I think I think Georgia I think Georgia will win the game. 48 and a half, that might be pretty low. Um, I kind of see a lot of points here. I kind of see this as yeah. a shootout. I mean, I, I don't – if anything, I think it's going to be a kind of a low defensive kind of game because I, Georgia's defense is just top-notch. Yeah, they I are. Mean, I, I could see them winning by 14, honestly. I mean, especially it helps that it's in Athens, but – I just 18 is a huge number, especially the kind of wins that Arkansas has had against both Texas and Texas A&M this, this year so far. Heck yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for you. We're an Arkansas pod. Um, also side note, uh, our friends from non one coastal barbecue, they want that. Uh, they want uh, Parker Tuck to know he's a dogs fan and that uh, he's overrated just like Georgia. So pigs coming to town, baby. So Parker, you can you can chew on that pig shoulder. Uh, all right, I'm gonna keep us in the SEC. I'm siling up with my man T, going with the Tennessee Vols, baby. Missouri looked terrible last week, and I've given Missouri a lot of a lot of chances this season. It's kind of get back with an inch game for me. They owe me a little bit uh, on the picks. Uh, it opened at Tennessee plus three. Tennessee's now a two and a half point underdog. I think Tennessee, it's time for them to play their best ball. I think they look like a better ball club than Missouri at this point in the season. Um, after that, showing up in Chestnut Hill, um, they're, they're volatile. But I think, I think they're more volatile in a bad way. So uh, let's go Tennessee. Show us something. Cover the two and a half. And let's go. Let's go. Let's go big ones. Come on. Not touching that one, but I don't hate the pick. All right, so I'm going to go to um, Wisconsin now, where Michigan comes to town. Oh, boy, here we go. So I, this, game might wanna, this game might be a pretty freaking boring game, if we're being honest, because Wisconsin can't score. I mean, their offense is just brutal. I've talked about Graham Mertz. He's just, he's just not it right now, and – this I mean, this is game for him to prove. So Michigan come is coming to town. They're actually a two-point underdog in Madison. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not really ecstatic about Michigan either, but I think they're gonna have enough offense to kind of win this game. I mean, this is this is a big game for Jim Harbaugh as well. I think he needs this one to kind of put a little confidence in himself and his team because he really hasn't had a huge signature win there, in my opinion. I so yeah, I, I really don't know how great of a win this will be because you're, you're playing a Wisconsin team that just got slaughtered. And honestly, we saw them and they're just not great offensively, but I think they're going to be able to score enough. I worry about their downfield passing kind of like I do with Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is just going to load the box and make Michigan throw the ball. So how they react to that is going to be the difference. But I think that they're going to be able to score just enough points to be able to kind of cover this and take the win. All right, so you're going Wisconsin lane two? I'm going Michigan. Yeah, Michigan plus two. Oh, Michigan plus two. Gotcha. All right, well, I agree with you. That's also a lot for me. Um, I bet this one, it came out earlier in the week at plus one. I'll take all the points I can get. Give me a second point. For every reason you said, I think this is Harbaugh's year. 
if he's ever going to do it. And, it, and so far, it's looking like it is. Obviously, he didn't cover against Rutgers last week, but Rutgers is kind of like a thorn in the side. You know, they play they play some pretty good football. Um, Michigan even has a shot against Ohio State later on in the season, if we're being quite honest. Yeah, I mean, the way Wisconsin is playing right now with their defense of woes, I don't – I mean, I think this game kind of will tell us a little bit about Michigan because they really haven't played anybody right now. I mean, we thought that Washington game week two was going to be the game, and then Washington stumbles and loses to Montana the first game of the year. So we knew Washington was going to be as good as we thought they were preseason. So I think this is going to be the game that actually tests them and kind of show us who Michigan is. Like I said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. This might be a game that you kind of have on the background because it's not going to be the most exciting one. It's definitely going to be a defensive battle, in my, in my opinion. Heck yeah. Well, we're both on the Wolverines. Let's go blue. Um, so I have three out there. Brett, you have two. Uh, go again. So the next one is Notre Dame um, versus Cincinnati. It's actually at Notre Dame. And they're actually the underdog. They're underdog by one and a half. Cincinnati's favored. And listen, you know, you know my thoughts about Notre Dame. <laughs> but I just – I think somehow whenever I go against them, they always win. So they'll all be cheering for Cincinnati for sure in this game. I really like what they have there. I think Luke Fickle's a great coach. I think – I just think they're a great program. But I like Notre Dame in this spot being the underdog. So I'm going to take them to cover the one and a half. I just think that there's too much pressure on Cincinnati to go there. But – if they do go there and win there and win out, they have to be considered for the college football playoff, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. This year more than ever. I, I, I agree. I mean, if, if you go to Notre Dame and beat them, and especially if Notre Dame plays well the rest of the season, I think you have to be considered. So they'll all be cheering for them. I just – I think there's too much pressure on them. I think Notre Dame is going to come out victorious. I agree. I can see them getting a little wonky up there in South Bend, you know, sweaty palms a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if that Notre Dame crowd takes over and that atmosphere is just raucous, I I think Cincinnati can get in their own heads. And, you know, Notre Dame, they just, and that's kind of the read I had last week. Notre Dame just wins these games. I know. I know. They're dogs. Take them, right? Just take them. I know. It, but don't lose, don't lose the big one, though. Don't lose the big one. I don't think they, this they is will. a big one. This is a game they should win. I mean, Wisconsin was actually controlling that game until the, what, two pick sixes. And, I mean, Mertz, Mertz just was terrible. That's really what it comes down to for Wisconsin. The quarterback for Wisconsin, he was just terrible. And, actually, when Cone got hurt and they brought in the redshirt freshman, that quarterback from Notre Dame, that, would, that kind of made a difference as well. I think he played really well and played for Jack Cone. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right, cool. No, I like it. If I'm, I'm rooting for you, I would lean that way too. I'm not taking it because if any if any crazy stuff's going to happen this year in college football, it's in a game like this. But no, I, I think Notre Dame, and as much as I dislike them uh, for usually yeah. being overrated like they always are, I think this is a game that they should win. All right, so I will take us to the next spot. Let's go to the Bluegrass State, Kroger Field. Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, 6 p.m. kick. We got the Gators ain't in the swamp this this week, but they're going to Kentucky. Uh, this line opened at eight. It's down to seven and a half. 
I actually betted at eight myself, but again, for the locks, take every point you can get. Uh, we're, we're using the most common number out there. So Florida laying seven and a half against Kentucky. Give it to me. Uh, Kentucky's 4-0 this year. I think they've had a good showing. Uh, I think this Florida team is going to – I think they're going to beat them pretty bad. I kind of see this more as like a 17-point game. And, again, like I said, Kentucky's been a good story, but Florida, they're a more dominant program. They have better athletes. I mean, Kentucky played South Carolina, a terrible South Carolina team tight, 16-10. to 10. They played Chattanooga tight, 28-23. to 23. They played a bad Missouri team tight, 35-28. to 28. And they played uh, UL Monroe week one and beat them 45 to 10. I don't think Kentucky's trending in the right direction. I think Florida is trending in the right direction ever since that, ever since the start of the second quarter against Alabama. So I think it's going to be all Gators. And if there's one thing Florida's good for, it's usually beating the hell out of Kentucky. What was it until a couple years ago? Florida had beat them for what almost like 30 years straight. Yeah. They've struggled with them the last few years, if I do recall, though. Yeah, I, I, I almost went this game, but I almost went the opposite. Really? Because I just – I feel like they're going to take this for granted, I think. And honestly, I think I think that crowd in Kentucky will actually be pretty – I mean, we know they're, they're a basketball school. That's what they pride themselves on. But I think that crowd's actually going to be pretty freaking good. So – but, I mean, I, I don't hate the pick, though. I mean, I, like you said, I think Kentucky really hasn't played anybody right now. But – they will be boosted up for that game, I do believe. So, I don't know if I'm if I'm Florida, I'm kind of worrying about this game though. Just I feel like Florida always that has that game kind of like what the heck every year as well. Like they struggle against a team that they probably should destroy. Yeah, um, and another another read I really had on this, I see Kentucky very similar to Tennessee. You know, when they play later on in the season, it's probably gonna be like a three point spread, pretty tight game. In Florida, manhandled Tennessee. Um, so this is my first favorite I'm taking this week. UVA was a dog. Tennessee's a dog. Michigan's a dog. So, yeah, give me one favorite uh, so far. I'm only playing one more for the week we'll get to. So let's go Gators. Ron, with you, Joel? Seven and a half. Let's lay it. Let's cover. I love it. All right. I'm going to take us to uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama now. This is probably the game of the week, I would say. It's either this or the Arkansas and Georgia game. So, Bama is laying 14 and a half versus Ole Miss. And I'm going to take them to cover the 14 and a half. Oh, man. Talk to me. Listen, I, I, I want – I'm on the lane train, as the people like to call it, and I'm a huge fan of Matt Corral. And I think he's just as dynamic as there can be. He can pass the ball. He can run the ball. And actually, Bama does struggle against teams that kind of – where they have quarterbacks that run the ball. But I feel like there's just so much hype in this game. Just a lot – some people are p- picking Bama to upset. And Nick Saban is just one of the greatest coaches. He's probably the greatest coach in college football history. So I think I know he's going to have his guys ready here, and I, that crowd's going to be electric. So I do think it will be a good game for most of the game, but at the very end, I do think Bama will kind of come out and kind of cover at the end. But I hope it's a good game. I'm actually cheering for Ole Miss just because I like what Lane Kiffin is doing there. But chaos, you want chaos? I, I do want chaos. I mean, this year has already been chaos as it is. So I just want more chaos. And 
I think honestly, Bamba losing would be great for everything else. Honestly, it will make an interesting story. We already know Clemson's out. So that's one team that's been in the college football playoff for how many years in a row that won't be there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I do want chaos, but I just don't. I think Bama is going to cover this 14 and a half. Tight. Tight. If, if it wasn't in Tuscaloosa, I could. I think I would pick Ole Miss to win. But just I think being at home is definitely a huge favor for Bama. Do you think Saban wants to run it up on Lane? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, this game's going to go back and forth. Because we saw what Ole Miss did to Bama last year. They put up, like, what, 45 or something like that? Oh, yeah. It looked easy, too. Yeah, it They're did. just stop them. But, yeah, that's the problem. And I do think this defense is improved. I watched them against Louisville the first game of the year. And, I mean, I know it's Louisville, but they did look very improved. So, that, I mean, that's really going to come the main thing to it is, are they going to be able to stop Bama? So, I, it's going to be interesting. Heck yeah. No, I like it. Um, so obviously I'm playing BM first half. I'll let you know what we get it at uh, next week. It's not out on my book yet. It uh, usually comes out tomorrow or early on Saturday. What do you think about the over under? It opened at 76 and a half and now it's up to 79. Jeez. It could get there, man. It, oh yeah. It, there's no doubt it could get there and it, it might. I mean, but shoot. Almost 80 points, that's that's high. It's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of points. I don't know if I would touch that, but it could definitely get there. If there's any game of the week that's going over 80, this is the game. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's probably the only game. I would yeah. Well, CBS 330, hit the horns. Dude, aren't you going to be upset whenever CBS, like, in that contract runs out and – I think ESPN's picking up the the SEC through thirty game. It just won't be the same. No, no. CBS always has the prime time SEC games. Yeah, it's, it's gonna is- suck. Like growing up as a kid, just you know, like when it's that time after lunch, you're running in and out of the house. And I know, like my parents' house, we kind of have like a surround sound system with like speakers that my dad would take on the back yeah. porch. And whenever they're cutting to commercial or coming back, you just hear those horns go off. Man, that's football. That's SEC football right there. Yeah, it is. And CBS has been doing it for a while, too. Yeah, it's like one of those noises. If you were sleeping and you heard that, you just instantly know what it is. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like around March Madness time when it comes to basketball and they play the the music or whatever through CBS there, too. You know it's – I mean, just get you ready for March Madness. Heck, yeah. No, that's awesome. It's nice to reminisce uh, every now and then. All right, cool. So, I have – Five plays out, Brett. You have four because I don't know. I don't give a first half. Okay, cool. How many more do you have? I have one more. I okay. I might find another one, but all right, cool. I have three more. So let me go ahead and take us back to the big ten. So the showing that we got last week from Rutgers. I was pretty impressed. You know who they got this week? Oh, wait. Yep, they got the Buckeyes. They're going to New Jersey. Again, I'm not sold on this Ohio State team. I don't know what the hell. I think the team culture is a little jacked up as well. Um, Rutgers, Shiano, spot game. 
It's a spot game. Let's get them, Rutgers. Uh, 15 and a half is what I'm catching it at. So, Rutgers, play your hearts out. Get those defensive stops like you did against Michigan towards in. Just cover. This Ohio's, if this Ohio State team isn't that spectacular, they're not that great. I'm not saying Rutgers money line, but, man, it feels like a spot. I mean, if Rutgers beats Ohio State, they're not getting in the playoff either. Exactly. And that's two in both Clemson and Ohio State that would not be in the playoff. And that, that would honestly – I mean, there's been talks about maybe a, the first time ever a two-loss two team actually gets into the playoffs this year, which would be intriguing. But, I mean, if you're Cincinnati and you beat Notre Dame and went out, like, you got to be in at this point. Yeah, and like like I said, Rutgers is they they kind of just make games messy. They muck it up. They know how to play their opponents. For up fifty one points the first week against Temple, Caratagus Temple, um, kind of had a shootout with Syracuse. They won seventeen to seven, uh, forty five points they threw up on Delaware and thirteen against Michigan last week. But again, it's more about the style they play versus like a shootout happening. I don't think they'll let Ohio State score thirty points or whatever. And I can see them getting yeah. three touchdowns at home. Uh, so 15 and a half, give it to me. Just muck it up, play your style of game, and, you know, go cover. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I have two more. Do you still have one? I, I'm. There's another game that I'm interested in that's actually tomorrow night. Okay, well, hold that, there. You think about it, and I'll give one more. Yeah. All right, so let's go to our beloved ACC. Oh, man, it's kind of – it's just calling my name, man, because I feel like they're such a good football team and honestly fun to watch. So uh, let's go to Winston-Salem, uh, Demon Deacons. They're laying seven against a Louisville team coming in who had a good win last week. But, you know, Wake's, Wake's showing it this year. Um, they're, they're fun to watch. Again, they're throwing it all over the yard. Their offense looks good. They're playing some good defensive football. And I think Wake's kind of playing with that swagger. I mean, hell, they threw up – the smallest point total they threw up this year was 35. Like, they're just playing – this Wake team just seems different. And I'm not really sold on Louisville, although they got a good win last week and they covered for me against a bad Florida State team. I think Wake is just flat out better than Louisville. I think this should maybe be a 9-10 point game. And they're at home. So go ahead, give it to me. Let's go wake early 12:30 kick, get it done, and um, let's go beat the Cardinal by more than a touchdown. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I mean, they're probably like the best, like the best team in the ACC so far this year. I mean, Consistent, Dave Palmer, consistently. Yeah, he really has that team going well. Hartman's a great quarterback. So I mean, I definitely don't hate that. Heck yeah! You want to jump on it with me? No. Okay. All right. Well, whether you have one or two more, um, go ahead and give us one that you're sure about. All right. So I'm going Okie State, Oklahoma State versus Baylor. Heck yeah. It's at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. So both teams are actually undefeated. Baylor kind of surprised team right now. They just knocked off Iowa State last weekend. Mm -hmm. And Dave, Dave Aranda really has that team going well. So I'm going to go ahead and take them to I'm, – I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders is probably playing his best football so far at Oklahoma State. So I'm going to take Okie State to 
to cover the three and a half. And it's basically just because they're at home right now. I think Spencer, Spencer Sanders will get it done. So I like them to cover the three and a half here. Stillwater's a tough place to play, too. Hi. So Baylor, are you shocked that they're 4 0? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I don't really know how great of a win the Iowa State game is right now. It's kind of, it's kind of like UNC coming into the into the year. Great preseason expectations. That was the same thing with Iowa State. And then we saw Iowa State lose to like Iowa for like the sixth time in a row or whatever now. So <laughs> I just I don't know how good Iowa State is. And I really don't know how good Baylor is at this point. So I think this game right here kind of defines either team in this game. Heck yeah. No, after Baylor almost lost to Texas State week one, it was 29 to 20. I was completely prepared for them to lose to Texas Southern the week after, although they blew them out, then had Kansas. Um, again, Iowa State, I think I took their under for the win totals. And yeah. I, believe, I believe it's tracking. So I, yeah, I would lean Oklahoma State too. I don't, I don't see how you don't take them at home. I like the that, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. No, I like yeah. it. I right, so I will play one more play. Okay, and go I ahead. Know. You you play yours and then I'll play my last one. All right, I'm going to Morgantown, West Virginia. <laughs> Let's go. We um Kyle, I mean, we basically we outplayed Oklahoma last week. Last week. I mean, tell we us about tell us your thoughts about that game before you get into your pick. First of all, we should have won that game. If we had a half-decent offense, I'm sorry, but Jared Dagey is just not it at quarterback, and he, he hasn't been for the last year and a half for West Virginia. We dominated on the defensive side. We Oklahoma has actually a lot of problems. Spencer Rattler is the one that's getting all the blame, especially since they were uh, the crowd was chanting Caleb Williams. Yeah, Did you hear man. that? Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah the superstar freshman that they have on the bench right now behind Rattler. But I don't even think it's Rattler. I think it's their, their offensive line. They can't protect. I think we got like five or six sacks against them. And we played great defensively. But what what screwed us was is we had a – we were down at the one or two on one drive, had a false start. That pushed us back. Daggy missed a wide open for Wheaton in the end zone, and we ended up kicking a field goal instead of getting seven there. And then we were right down there with about, I think, three, three and a half minutes left. We had a terrible snap. It was 20 yards deep. And then we ended up punting to them. And then the defense was just kind of kind of shot at that point. And Rattler and, Rattler and team just kind of drove it down. They have, a, they have one of the best kickers in the nation. And they just kicked a game-winning field goal. But, yeah, that was the game we gave up last last weekend so i think i hope we don't come out deflated we're, we're coming against a texas tech team favored by seven and a half mm -hmm. a texas tech team that just got destroyed by texas last weekend 70 to like 35 or something like that water yeah just destroyed so i like us in this game i hope we don't have a letdown game just because of all the motions we had last weekend but it's in morgantown so i like this so hopefully bounce back in this one Heck yeah, play the seven and a half at home. Why not? Uh, to to hit on that Oklahoma game, can you believe the under cleared by thirty points? 
Over under closed at 59. There were 29 points scored in that game. The both both offenses, I mean, I don't know. Oklahoma at this rate is gonna lose the game. I think the way they're playing right now, unless they get it figured out, their offense is not good right now. I mean, and I think I think West Virginia does have a good defensive team, but not great enough to only allow 16 points. I mean, we held them to under 100 yards in the first half. That's how bad their offense has been so far. And we saw it against Nebraska the week before. We saw it against, what was Tulane, Toledo, one of the two. Tulane, we won. Yeah, yeah Toledo, Tulane, they almost lost that game. So, I mean, Lincoln Riley and company definitely have a lot of work to do on the offensive side. And I think it starts on the offensive line. So we'll see going forward. But Oklahoma was definitely very beatable this year in the Big 12. So and I, I like it like that. Just like Clemson's beatable in the ACC, just like we saw Bama's beatable in the SEC and Ohio State's beatable in the Big 10. I really love this year. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Like Oklahoma unders might become a thing because when they played Nebraska, closes 62 and a half, 39 points scored that game. Like, yeah. Boy, Jesus. No, I, I, I'm it, rooting for you. No, West it, Virginia playing seven and a half. It's a good play. And, and I think, well, Kansas or Oklahoma goes to uh, Kansas State this weekend, a team that they've lost to back to back years, past two years. Yeah. Though Kansas State does not have Skylar Thompson that's going to be ready for this game, I think it's going to be Howard at quarterback for Kansas State, which does not have the same mobility. But if Skylar Thompson was there, I would I would take Kansas State to upset them. Thank so, you. No, we'll I don't I don't blame you. Um, I guess a little score update. So my Virginia pick is still tracking. They are up nine to zero on Miami. Uh, we don't have eyes on the game, obviously. Uh, after this. I'm probably going to watch the Braves to see if we can clinch uh, a playoff berth. So uh, let's go Braves, actually. Let me, let me look into that score. As of now, um, the Braves are beating the Phillies 2-0, to zero, bottom of the fourth. So let's go score some runs, Braves. And I would take us to my last pick. So before I take us to this last pick, let's go ahead and look at, like, win totals for the year. So uh, Michigan State, they're at four. So that's a push from your worst case right now. Um, Brett, you're one, you have one loss right now. You took Clemson over 11 and a half. They've lost two. So that doesn't have a play. But as I keep looking through my ACC Big Ten win totals, the Orangemen, their over-under was three. They're at three. You know who they got this week? Who? My principal play, Fade Florida State. Florida State. I don't even think Florida – if they can forfeit the season, I think they would right now. Cuse has a 3-1 record going into Tallahassee, which God knows I love to find the last time I Syracuse beat Florida State, especially in Tallahassee, if they ever have. So uh, I think this is the week that uh, my over clears. I'm excited, man. Let's go Syracuse. Well, I just want them to cover, let's be honest, but I do want them to win the game too. Yeah. So Syracuse is catching five. Florida State actually is at five and a half. So that's what I'm getting it at for the show. So Florida State, five and a half point favorite on the opposite side till it's proven wrong. 
Chiefs, go prove them wrong. Go beat them up. Like that Knowles team. I, I think they want to quit too. Go make them quit. No, I have no doubt. I don't, if they I don't lose to Syracuse, they may quit. Yeah. Oh, I think they've already quit. I think it, they quit after Jacksonville State. Dude, Cuse, go get it done, baby. And again, I, I I don't think Syracuse has better athletes. When I'm looking at the public bet, 71% is on Syracuse. So that kind of scares me because, I mean, it's, it's a go with the public play, not fade it. Uh, Syracuse money line also has 59%. So, heck, yeah, win a lot of people some money, Syracuse, and get me a lock win. Let's go. Go whoop up on the Seminoles. They're not very good. They're checked out. And honestly, after they lose to you, they may uh, tweet at more of their recruits and tell them not to go there. Wait, give me a – all right, I, I have one game that I'm not playing, but I want to – I think it's going to be a good game. What about you? Do you have one game that you're not playing that you think is going to be a good game? Is it a top 25 game or a top no, 25 you, team? You, you can pick anyone. Hmm, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and go first. Yep, go ahead. So I tomorrow night's game, Maryland and Iowa, I think is going to be a really intriguing game, actually. I mean, we know Iowa has a great defense. They cannot score the ball, though. Their offense is just – it's not great. It never has been great. Maryland, Talia Tagovailoa, he's been leading that offense. Mike Loxley actually has a good squad. They're both 4-0 right now. I – I think that game is really intriguing, and it's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Fox Sports 1. I, I like that game a lot. I Watch out for that game. A little upset alert, especially since I think Iowa, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure next weekend uh, that they play Penn State. Yeah, Penn State next week. Yep. So that, that's a little, little track game, I think. Yeah, yeah look, I, look I, I spot. Yeah, and I think that's a good Maryland team. I'm not just saying that because they beat West Virginia, but yeah. – I'm not taking it, but under 47 and a half, that's in play all day, baby. Is that the over-under? 47 and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, that game might be a total of 20 points. Yeah, under, <laughs> under, yes, under. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not even close. Heck, yeah. No, I love it. That's actually a, a good one to bring up. So this one was in the back of my mind. Again, Dude, going to my favorite stadium I've ever been to, Death Valley, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Auburn LSU. Yeah. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Tell me. Well, first of all, I, I don't know if they've announced it, but is Bo Nix even – is because TJ, for, for a lot of people that don't didn't watch the game last week, and I didn't either, but Bo Nix was terrible against Georgia State after the week before yep. playing a good Penn State team. So they bring in T.J. Finley to uh, take over from Bo Nix. He leads them on the drive. They end up squeaking out a win against Georgia State. Now they got to go to Death Valley, like you said, in Louisiana, playing a playing a LSU team that just came off a win against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty decent about against them. So, uh, I mean, that game is what is what's the spread on that game? Is it three? Is it only? I mean, yeah, three. LSU is a favorite by three. How's Auburn still ranked? Honestly, especially after Georgia State. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look at the stat line for last week. So Bo Nix 
13 for 27, 156 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. Finley, 9 for 16, 97 yards, one touchdown. A little bit more efficient, three for less yards. He obviously got a little bit less playing time. But, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, they went with him over I, Bo Nix. I, I think they will. I, I think you have to see what you have it. I mean, we know you know what Bo Nix is at this point. I mean. He, he got just, Gus Miles on fire. Yeah, he's just average quarterback at best, and he really struggles just – I mean, he struggles a lot. So, I mean, and Auburn is going there to seek their first win at LSU in two decades. So, I mean, I feel like – I'm not taking it, but I feel like that's an easy cover to take LSU there. Yeah, uh, night game in Death Valley. I would definitely be on the Tigers. I may play this personally. So check out LSU's schedule. So they got Auburn this week, then they got Kentucky. After that, they have a murderous row where they're probably about to go 0-4. They have Florida. They're home against Florida at Ole Miss, at Bama, home against Arkansas in five weeks. Yeah, that's, that's not what you want. Do you think Ed Ogeron can get fired this year? If he doesn't win a game on that stretch, I I think there would definitely be a lot of heat on him. I feel like everybody is kind of basing LSU off on that team two years ago with Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Lair, all all of them. I mean, Jamar that was Chase. a historic team. Yeah, Jamar yeah. Chase. I mean, that was a historic team. So. I don't think I don't think he'll ever get there. I, I don't think they'll ever be at that kind of level again. So I do think the pressure is going to be on it. Yeah, I think that seat may be getting a little hot, uh, no matter how how much good he's done for that program and even like what he brought them with that national championship. And I love yeah. I love LSU. I love everything about LSU. I like Eddie O, but uh, yeah. they're, they're going to have to win some football games. Yeah, I, I agree. He's he's got to win one of those. Heck yeah! Well, no, dude, I love this show. Um, let's go ahead and recap. So again, yep. last week I was four in two. So I'll go ahead and go through my picks first. All right, so I'm taking Michigan plus two against the Wisconsin Badgers. Got Florida a seven and a half point favorite against Kentucky. Rutgers plus 15 and a half against the Buckeyes. Wake laying seven. Syracuse catching five and a half down in Tallahassee. UVA, that's my pick tonight. Uh, what's the score of that game? Let me check real quick. Nine to zero still. Uh, Virginia, five minutes left in the second quarter. So that's tracking. So Virginia plus three and a half. Tennessee uh, catching two and a half against a social Missouri team. And Bama first half is, is always. We'll tell you what we catch it at. All right, Brett was three and two on the week. Last week, 13-10 on the season. He has the Hogs catching 18 at Georgia. He's also on Michigan plus two with me. Notre Dame plus one and a half. Bama laying 14 and a half against Lane in the Rebs. Oklahoma State laying three and a half. And then West Virginia laying seven and a half. Got a lot of favorite. Well, I guess you got three favorites, three dogs. So but again, really, I kind of feel like that Notre Dame game is more of a pick. I kind of feel like they should be favored against Cincinnati. But, you know, we'll see where it shakes out. And then the smoking hot pick of the week, 9-1-0, Colson Barbecue, stay smoking, pit boss. Uh, pig boss this week, Razorbacks, plus 18 in Athens. I love it. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to be another good week for the syndicate. I um, I'm very happy with our results so far this year. We're we're giving out a lot of winners. What are we? 30, 31 and twenty one. So hey, we're printing money for you. If you want to beat the book, tune in to half the distance to the goal presented by nine one zero Coastal BBQ. Stay smoking. I, I like I said. I mean, I, I think this is going to be the best week we've had. Honestly, I think the games this week are just fantastic. Even even tomorrow night's game that I mentioned, Iowa Maryland is a great game. But from twelve to three thirty to the night games at eight. I mean, you have every slot is going to be a good game, and you're going to have a couple of games to watch. So definitely yeah. looking forward to it. We kick off with Georgia, Arkansas. Exactly. I mean, how many noon games do you get where you have two top ten teams going at it? Dude, I mean, SEC's got, they got some showdowns this week. Arkansas, Georgia, Bama, Ole Miss. Man, yeah. I can't wait. Yep, we're going to find out a lot about the SEC here this weekend. So I, I can't wait. This is going to be this is going to be a great weekend. So are you uh, going to the state game against La Tech this weekend? I didn't plan on it. I have to pick up Haley from the airport at like 10. So she's in Boston right now. So I probably won't. But I do. I think the I think that spread was like 18 and a half. And yeah. that's actually that's a pretty good law tech team. Yeah, so I think that's a lot of points. I do, too. I, I mean, that's a team that almost beat Mississippi State, which is a team that NC State looked terrible against. Yep. So I think 18 and a half is a lot of points. So I'll be interested to watch that game as well. Yeah, we'll see if it's a hangover spot for the Wolfpack. Hopefully not. Hopefully they go out, cover, take care of business, and uh, we can all have a grand old time at Carter Finley. No, but other than that, dude, I think we gave our listeners a lot. We gave them statistics. We gave them a little bit of background of how this whole thing got started, what, 10 years ago, nine years ago, roughly? Uh, our 10-year our reunion is in two years. Whew. Isn't that crazy to think about? That it's actually scary to think about, but that means shoot. Heck yeah. Well, real juicy episode, like the juicy pig that the Coastal Barbecue team is going to be uh, smoking up with the hogs on Saturday. So, uh, no, thanks again um, for joining us. Brett, thank you as always. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock, co-host Brett Galt. Uh, let's let's chop it up over the weekend in our text as usual, and uh, we'll catch our listeners next week. Sounds good, man. All right, I'll see you later.